Hi, and welcome to Ame's Bookshelf. I'm Teresa Garcia, or Amehana Arashi. Before I begin this interview, I am going to confess that once again, I have the dogs in the room with me because they get a little bit too noisy when they are outside in the rest of the house. So I hope that they can manage to hold still long enough for me to record this since my son is not home to help keep the dogs occupied. Today at the bookshelf, we are going to be interviewing author Joe Jewell of Pennant Publications. Her first book in the Old Man and the Watch series is The Old Man and the Watch, which I highly recommend. Joe is actually her middle name. I personally think it makes a very good pen name. And she, as I said, is an author. When I asked her what books, games, or other publishing-related projects she's been involved in the production of, her answer is, I've written for many years and worn many hats. I was a political writer for a time. I've had two newspaper columns that focused on the pets in my life and raising two rambunctious boys. I wrote puppet plays for a disability program about loving who you are and loving what makes you different. I've written poetry under the name of Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, King. I've written inspirational stories, and I even wrote for an art coffee table book for an artist in Oregon. Pretty much if it meant writing, I'd write it. In 2010, I had the trifecta of tragedies. Round one. I came home from work June 26, 2010 and found my husband, my furniture, and my money gone. I was left alone and penniless, but I had a job, so all was not lost. I just had to find my new normal. Unknown to me, house payments had not been made, so our house went into foreclosure. So now I'm penniless and homeless. I moved in with a friend from work. I didn't know her very well, but it was better than being on the street. Round 2. On December 10th, my roommate and I went to a charity run. It was extremely cold that day with bouts of icy rain. You guessed it. I ended up with double lower lobe pneumonia. One lung was completely shut down and the other was at only 13% capacity. I was hospitalized for two weeks and in recovery for three months. Round 3. On March 3, 2011, my employer went through a drastic downsizing, and consequently I was laid off from my job. This is all leading somewhere, I promise. I was out of work for 13 months, and during that time, I received a call from a wrong number. Instead of the usual, gosh, I'm sorry, no harm done, we ended up having a four-hour conversation and hung up as friends. It was an older gentleman, around 86 years young. He told me stories of growing up and his wife, who he enjoyed 67 years of marriage. When we hung up, I kept thinking about all those wrong number calls we get, and I started to wonder, what if, in taking the time to speak with the caller, something occurred that would change the life of the receiver and generation and generation after? 
I'd never written a novel, should I try? I often write stories for my Facebook friends, so the logical thing to do was to start writing the story and posting it. The response was stunning. I have a very dear friend who messaged me and told me to quit posting, finish the story, and send it out to a publisher. No one would want to read my silly stories, I told her. She made me promise, so I finished writing the story. I titled it, The Old Man and the Watch. I sent it out prepared for the dozens of rejection letters I was sure to receive. Instead, I never received a single rejection letter, but rather three publishers who wanted to publish it. I just walked around in disbelief until phone calls started. I did decide on a lovely publisher, and with her help and encouragement, the old man and the watch hit the market. Ms. Joe, I have to say I am so happy that you did finish writing your story and that you got it published. And that is just absolutely incredible that you didn't even have to deal with the rejection letters that happen. Someone must have guided you to just the right publishers in order to find your little niche in this great big world of writing. What got you interested in writing? Joe's answer is, to be honest, I don't know how to answer that. I don't remember a time when I didn't write. I taught myself to read at a very early age, and as soon as I learned to read, I began to write. I won my first national poetry contest, sponsored by my elementary school when I was six years old. What company or companies are you doing work for or with? I am now retired and writing to my heart's content. I am currently with Pennant Publications and couldn't be happier. I guess it would be safe to say my readers are my employers now. What projects are you currently working on? I just finished The Old Man and the Watch series. Yeah, it took on a life of its own and my standalone book became a five-book series. Now I'm gearing up for a new series titled Probably Magic. Ms. Jewell, I'm liking the sound of that title already. I'm certainly going to be watching for that series because that sounds right up my alley just as The Old Man and the Watch was. True, I haven't even gotten to finish that series yet, so I'll be reading you for a while. Do you have any future projects in mind to take on? I will just keep writing. I really don't plan too much in the future. I never know what story will be whispered in the wind, and I want to be open to hear it. What is your favorite project? I guess I have two. The one I'm most proud of is my minor role in creating the Maryland State Task Force for Abused, Abandoned, and Neglected Children. I was writing for a newspaper at the time and doing a series of articles on child abuse. The articles caught the eye of a state senator and he invited me to testify before the Maryland State Legislature. The bill passed and the task force was put into action based on my research and testimony. I have always felt if that simple act saves children and families, it was worth every nerve-wracking, heartbreaking, knee-knocking minute. The second is the one I most enjoyed. The fourth book in this series is titled The Glory Plains, The Raising of a Thousand Voices. It takes place in Africa and takes on the subject of poaching. I learned so much through my research. There is an albino baby elephant named Thandy, and with that, 
I fell in love with elephants. That is absolutely amazing that you did that. There are so many of us that want to leave some sort of a lasting mark. I have to point out how in some ways I see a connection between your work creating, helping to create the Maryland State Task Force for Abused, Abandoned, and Neglected Children and home in your book series. So I find that quite exciting. Is this career something that you always wanted to do, your writing? Writing is all I've ever wanted to do. It has been part-time for the biggest part of my life as I had to have jobs, raise children, and make a home. I took early retirement just so I could realize my dream. I'm having a blast doing it. Do you find it difficult or find some aspects more difficult than others? I hate doing my own marketing. Writing is no problem. Getting the story to the heartstrings of my readers is no problem. Love the research. However, finding the money and a reputable marketer has been challenging and at times very stressful. I love doing book signings because I love meeting my readers and hearing what they have to say. I am more on the human level than business level. I often will have lunch with a reader or visit or communicate. I have created the Old Man and the Watch family. It's a place where you will always be encouraged and celebrated and loved for just being yourself. What is a normal day like for you? Is this your side job or main job? I moved to Indiana from Tennessee two years ago. My best friend of 52 years recently lost her husband and she asked me to come live with her. So here I am with nine cats, a puppy, and my best friend. We garden. We're making a fairy garden. We lunch with friends and really, quite frankly, we're just enjoying life. How do you manage balancing this with family and any other work you may have? Oh, sometimes the cats want to help me type. I have found the house is the quietest around 2 a.m. I will often get up and write while the house is quiet and everyone else is sleeping. I have to point out, that's probably why I'm often up late myself, so I can completely understand where you're going with doing your writing at 2 a.m. So, what hobbies do you have? I'm an animal lover, as you probably surmised. I love to garden and create. I have a passion for black bears and have an extensive collection of collectible bears. I'm pretty much a nature girl, and when I lived in Tennessee, you could usually find me in the mountains. I also do a lot of coloring as a stress reliever. If you could be anything in the world besides this, what would it be? Not a danged thing. If I didn't write, couldn't write, then there would be no more oxygen for me to breathe, nor blood to pump through my heart. Writing is my soul and my life. It would be nice to be discovered and celebrated, or would it? I'm not so sure that's the life I would want. Do you feel that school helped set you up toward following this path in the publishing industry? I know a teacher in eighth grade made me feel I had potential. I was so horribly shy and for many, many years refused to share my writing with anyone. She drew me out. She taught me the importance of communication and being true to your heart. 
I also took some communications classes at Ashford University. I maintained a 4.0 grade point average, and to be blunt about it, I found it boring. If you could go back to school, is there anything you would wish you had paid more attention to? Not really. My circumstances were not conducive to a learning environment. I wouldn't go back for all the money in the world. What advice do you have for the next generation? When we are young, we feel like we have all the time in the world. We let life get in the way. We get so busy keeping schedules, trying to fulfill expectations, rushing to the next big thing. Let me tell you, lovelies, time passes in the blink of an eye. You go to bed with huge dreams and plans, and then one morning you wake up and wonder where all those years went. My advice? Protect your dreams as though they were a precious child and don't let anything steer you away. Be willing and strong enough to say no to distractions, no matter how attractive they may seem. Put value on yourself and your dreams will follow. That's great advice. What advice do you have for your own age peers that may also want to take part in the publishing industry and specifically with your area within it? I am very, very encouraging to those who express a desire to write. I try to make resources available to them. I answer questions based on my experience or send them to someone who will correctly answer them. I am their loudest cheerleader. However, I cannot give them the desire and the drive to write. I think for true writers, those are the strongest elements in making that dream come true. This has been a great interview and I thank you so much for your time and the effort that you put through to write down your responses to my questions. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we didn't discuss? People often ask me how I come up with ideas. How do I know how to put them on paper and make those ideas form a picture? I don't know that I can answer that except to say inspiration comes from observation. When I sit at the computer, I don't feel like I'm writing. I feel like my characters want to tell their story and I am only the vehicle. Often I even close my eyes and watch the story unfold and I feel it is out of my control. When I go back over what I've written, I'm surprised at the passion, the need for them to tell their story in their own words. Where do those ideas come from? I don't know. Maybe a secret place in my imagination. Maybe it's the soul begging to be heard. My new series, Probably Magic, came from a dream. It wouldn't go away. In fact, it grew more and more insistent with time until I finally set her free. So to the people who ask, my ideas come from a messy, disorganized chaos, frustrating and triumphant, unpredictable life. You just have to pay attention. I tell them, just sit down and write. Worry about the editing, order, grammar, and public later. Everyone has ideas. Everyone has a story inside them, wanting to be set free. And that was my interview with author Joe Jewell of Pennant Publications, author of The Old Man and the Watch series and upcoming Probably Magic. You can find her work on Amazon, and you can find her work also in the Pennant Publications catalog of books, where you can order direct from the publisher. You could probably even ask the publisher to forward a letter for you 
to the author. If you happen to meet her at an author signing, I definitely encourage getting a signed book from her. As always, I'm going to encourage you that if you have read her book, please leave her a review either on Goodreads or on Amazon or on your own blog or put up a something or other on your Facebook blurb. Or you could write in to the publisher and send them your review that they could possibly put on their site or include in editorial reviews for her future work. Just, if you've read an author, if you appreciate their work, talk to people about their work, because it really helps them. I do intend to be doing more interviews with others that are involved in the publishing industry. It is my hope to connect with various authors and editors, other illustrators, perhaps publishers themselves, and I have a future interview that I hope to do with the owner of a role-play game site. As always, I'm Teresa Garcia, or Amehana Arashi. Thank you for joining me today at Ame's Bookshelf. Until next time, happy reading.